It is Thursday, the 23rd day of September, the year 2021, and fall is officially upon us as we celebrate the autumnal equinox. On Wednesday afternoon, when the sun crossed the equator, and those of us lucky enough to live in the northern hemisphere will see more darkness than daylight moving forward. We'll also see flocks of white girls in matching sweaters and boots migrating to weekend brunch, pumpkin spice everything at your local grocer, and hundreds of self-absorbed social media posts ending with the hashtag thankful. It's a special time of year and one that brings joy to some, but grief, anguish, and loathing to others. All that and more on episode number 91, the Mark Savard episode. I was thinking of making it the Memphis Showboats legend Reggie White episode, but no one would get the reference in Savvy is local, so here we are. Along with Zidane Chara, Savard heralded a new era of Boston Bruins hockey when they were signed to long-term free agent contracts. Savard played three full good seasons before Matt Cook and the Pittsburgh Penguins swooped in, dished out a dirty hit that rattled his brain for basically the next decade of his life. He did manage to come back uh, later that season, played in the playoffs when uh, Philly... Well, I shouldn't say Philly, but when the Bruins blew a three-games-to-none uh, lead against Philly. And then he played 25 games during the Cup run in 2011. But a simple hit into the boards that season uh, basically re-injured him. So that was it from there. It's a couple of middling attempts, you know, to practice and to see what was what. But uh, I think he knew that that was pretty much it. So not good. Honestly, for the time that he was here, good player, really good player, excellent centerman. And the fact that, that the Bruins signed him is huge. I mean, it was one, it was a shock. I mean, Chowery, you kind of, that was something you could see coming because they so desperately needed um, a big defenseman. Savard was a nice, nice surprise, I think. But what can you do? Uh, so not only is Matt Cook a rat fuck, uh, Sidney Crosby, also a rat fuck, and Colin Campbell, another rat fuck. Just felt like adding that in. That's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe.
the hell is Dave LaPointe? Welcome in, complainers. How are you? Good, good. It's great. I mean, I am. I'm so happy to hear that you're good. So this episode is probably going to be the exact opposite of that. I can't seem to string together like multiple good episodes. Like last week's was good. I enjoyed last week's episode when we had Donnie from uh, The Quiet Violent, who you just heard. You just heard them. They're excellent. Check them out. They're on Spotify. You should check them out. Um, and so I didn't have a guest this week. I even, I even begged for a guest on Instagram, put it up on the stories like, Hey, I need a guest for the show this week. Anybody interested? Man? Big fat fucking goose egg. Zero. No, not zero. Shouldn't say that. At least it was a fucking goose egg for tonight, but may have planted a seed for down the road. So fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll see. Uh, all of my uh, outreach, though, has been uh, flatly rejected all over the place. I don't know what the deal is. You know, I used to be able to, uh, you know, get a get a guest or two here randomly. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll keep plugging away. The downside, though, to this episode is that I have nothing. I have nothing of substance that I want to talk about. I have. I have a ton of crap. So uh, I guess because I don't have a guest, this is going to be an all gripes episode. Kind of like uh, Captain Crunch's all berries, but far worse and won't leave the roof of your mouth bloody. At least I don't think it will. If it does, please uh, consult a physician. So what I think I'm going to do is just run through Oh, let me just get situated here. Jesus. Fucking fat. I'm going to run through a bunch of shit. Um, I also asked for, for voicemails for from, from listeners or from friends. And big fat fucking goose egg there too. Goose eggs all around. It's as if nobody cares. Well, which is fine. I can't say I blame them. Um, so right off the top, one thing I want to complain about. So... The Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I I try to be conscious about, you know, getting too sportsy on this program, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are terrible, okay? 0-2, first two games. Their fucking coach, oh boy, I do not like Urban Meyer. I just, I think he's a, I don't know him, so I can't make, this is a bad assumption on my part, but. When you're a football coach and you have all kinds of shit going on in your, especially college, going on in your program, undesirable shit, and and to for you to like feign uh, this, oh I didn't, I had no idea this was going on, oh I had no idea that Aaron Hernandez was a sociopath, oh I had no idea that one of my coaches was beating up his wife, oh I had no idea that the strength coach was a fucking racist. All these fucking things he he apparently doesn't fucking know about, yet he's the goddamn head football coach. Hate to break it to you, pal. Every head football coach on earth knows every single fucking little detail about what's going on with their fucking team. 
Anyways, the Jaguars are on too. They posted something on Twitter like, hey, we're really trying here. We're going to do everything we can to turn this around. Man, shut up. Who the fuck, who greenlights that thing? And then the fucking Falcons did the same goddamn thing. They got trounced by Tampa. It's like, look, get in line. Pretty much every team that the Buccaneers play this year are probably going to get trounced. So, you know, fucking just eat it and smile. What can you do? But holy fuck, have a shred of pride. Awful. Just didn't like it. It was, it was stupid. It was terrible. And I needed to complain about it. Am I the only person who does not care about uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire? I might be, because yesterday was the 21st of September. Or Tuesday, I should say, was the 21st of September. And it was all I fucking saw and heard on social media. Like, oh my God, there's this song where they talk about the 21st of September. So now I'm going to post about it incessantly. Not to mention, I don't really like the song, but it's a fucking earworm. Once you hear it, it's stuck. Even though you don't know what the fuck they're saying. Like, it, if you look up the lyrics, it's like, ba-da-da. I wonder when they wrote that, if that's what they... I need a... I need a... Uh, what, what should I put here? Hmm. Ba-da-da. How about ba-da-da? Yes, that's it. We'll add it to the liner notes. So that people can see what we're saying and sing along. Ba-da-da. And I don't like that song. On Saturday, I was with some friends. And, uh, and my buddy Mark brought up a good point. Have you ever seen someone eat Cheetos or Doritos? With a disposable glove. Here's the thing. I don't think that's a terrible idea. Let's say you're home by yourself. And you engage in some uh, pharmaceuticals or some cannabis. And you decide that the bag of Cheetos is going to be demolished. Now, if you've ever done this in the course of your life you know that your hands end up just a, uh, almost like a toxic orange color from you sticking your hand in the bag or just, you know, basically manhandling these uh, allegedly corn, allegedly uh, cheese-covered treats. Would a disposable glove solve the problem absolutely now i can't remember if he said that he knew somebody who did it or what i can't i can't remember specifically but just the thought of it made me guffaw it was it was one of those things that it's like wow how come i never fucking thought of that hmm friday night last friday went to dinner with um I could say they're they're friends, but you know, they're essentially um 
potential customers of, of uh, my wife's. Um, we've been trying to get, I say we, because I don't understand why he doesn't become one of Jen's actual customers, but, um, you know, we've gone out to dinner with him a few times. And so they wanted to go someplace nice. So we ended up, uh, at a restaurant in the seaport, which I'm sorry, but the seaport does not feel like Boston at all. It's a completely different fucking world. It's really odd. Like, you know you're in Boston because you get off the highway in Boston. But then you get to the seaport. It's like, what the hell is this? It, every time I go to the fucking seaport, it looks different. Every single fucking time. And eventually, eventually the seaport's going to get built out and they're going to have to move someplace else. My guess is it'll be East Boston, which is technically not Boston. Maybe Dorchester. Who knows? We'll see. But anyways, so uh, Jen and I are sitting there uh, at a, a high top table by the bar and we're waiting um, for these two to show up. <clears throat> and behind me uh, is a group of, of, of I'm going to call them young professionals. Because, I mean, what do you, I mean, you could call them uh, waspy, <laughs> like waspy trust fund kids. I don't know. I'm making an assumption, but, you know, there were, I think there were three guys. I, I honestly, I can't recall the number of people at the table, but I, I specifically remember one gentleman, um, you know, in his crisp white um, button up shirt, khaki pants, weird, weird head of hair. <laughs> I don't even know how to like, I don't know how to describe this gentleman's head of hair. Like, uh, not not feathered, but kind of... The kind of head of hair that you would imagine uh, he's going to lose in time. Maybe not, like, right away, but it's, you know, it's there. You can see it. Ah, it's, it's, I wish I had a... It, I wish I had a... It was almost like he was wearing a... Motorcycle helmet, 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 Ugh. motorcycle helmet of hair. Yeah, I can't figure it out. But anyways, the waitress is at the table taking drink orders. And this guy showed up and um, I, I can't remember the, the name of the drink that he asked for, but I think what what sparked my attention was when uh, he started telling the waitress what was in the drink, which is fine. If you order something and you know that this particular beverage is not something that you can uh, typically get. And the kicker is, if you have to explain it to the waitress at a high-end or high-ish end establishment, chances are it's not an actual beverage. But... This guy orders it. She doesn't know what it is. He goes on to explain the ingredients, the recipe for this fucking douchey drink, the wasp master or something, I don't know. And then says, well, it's actually a very well-known drink. And it's like, you fucking pompous, pretentious fuck. As if this woman 
doesn't know what's going on within the confines of her employer. Who, you know, her job is to take drink orders. My, she was at the bar in the, in the loungy area. She takes drink orders. My guess is that she's been taking, I'm going to venture a guess. This is completely a guess, but I'm going to say that she was probably uh, a seasoned vet. So she's probably taken hundreds or thousands of drink orders. Yet, this guy has the balls to say to her, well, it's actually a very well-known drink. Is it? Is it? It's not. If she has to ask you what's in it, and it's more than two fucking ingredients, it's not a well-known drink. You know what, you, you know what he could have said? You know what? Fine, I'll just have a, a gin and tonic. Thanks. But instead, he has to fucking play the cool guy and be like, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I get my drink. I really hope the bartender fucked it up. And see, that's an entirely lone gripe. That's something that only I would fucking get angry at. At least that's what I'm assuming. I know that there are other people that would probably feel this, have a similar feeling. But that's just me. Okay, free ad time. I haven't done a legit free ad in a while. This week's free ad, Newt Tools. Newt Tools, N-U-T-E, Tools. Uh, it's a company um, partially owned by a friend of the show, Evan Glasser. Evan, uh, this this business is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, I, I tell him all the time. It's crazy. Uh, Newt Tools was created to help outdoor, indoor, and greenhouse growers alike. They build quality gardening tools to make the growing process easier and more enjoyable across all skill levels. This is why the ads are free, because I can't read or speak. Whether you grow hydroponic, soil, super soil, or any other medium, Newt Tools has your back. Newt Tools, N-U-T-E, Tools, one word. N-U-T-E-T-O-O-L-S dot com. If you are a home grower and you use nutrients, specifically large bottles of, and you would like to accurately measure your newts, you are going to need the newt needle. Check it out. Newttools.com. <sighs> Don't tell them I sent you. Just check it out. So speaking of ads, <clears throat> I heard one the other day on the, uh, the local sports radio purveyor, or one of, and it was an ad for Roman... If you listen uh, to sports radio ever, you are familiar with Roman. If you watch sports sometimes, you might be familiar with Roman. If you listen to terrestrial radio at all, you might be familiar with Roman. 
So they're all live read ads. Well, not all, but but in this particular instance, it was a live read ad. The host was reading the ad. And he's talking about how, you know, Roman helps with ED and helps with, you know, keeping your dick hard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So at one point he says, quote, log on and take the test to see if you have symptoms of ED, end quote. I'm like, what? What the fuck? So you go to Roman's website, you find the quiz, you take it, and it's like, oh, fuck, shit. This quiz says I can't get a fucking erection. Now what? Good news. Roman is there to make your dick hard. Uh, but you know what? Here's the thing, okay? Go and take the quiz on the fucking, on the Roman website. How many, what percentage of of quiz results say, nah, buddy, you're good. You don't need to buy this product. I'm going to go with Big fat fucking goose egg. That's the theme of today's show. The big fat fucking goose egg. Zero. Because there's no fucking way. And it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if the result for every single quiz was exactly the same. It'd be like, oh shit, buddy. Mm, Looks like you got a problem. Better get some dick pills. That'll only be 429 bucks a month. Is if you get late enough to spend that kind of money on making your dick hard. What a just such a fucking disingenuous ad. Take the quiz. Why don't they just say, hey, if you've had this discussion with your doctor ever, go to the website, consult with our doctor, get your your prescription. Get your (laughs) prescription. The hypocrisy of the whole thing, and this is kind of off topic because the topic is really misleading advertising. And being the fake ad man, the wannabe ad man that I am, I find it very interesting. But I just find it so completely hypocritical that you have the pharmaceutical industry pitching dick pills. And then you have a, a large segment of the population who want nothing to do with uh, abortion, pregnancy, needy children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know this for certain, but my guess is that dick pills of any variety are probably prescribed at a much higher rate than just about anything else. I would, I would, I would bet that like Lipitor. Uh, high blood pressure medication, heart disease medication, like those things are probably like in the top three. And then rounding out is probably dick pills and I don't know, something else. I'm just completely making shit up. I don't know for sure. That's just a guess. But I find it so unbelievably funny because that segment of the population that, um, that hates abortion they probably fucking line up for dick pills. Again, total 
uh, you know, reckless speculation on my part, but, you know, dick pills are for old white guys. The ads can show something else, but yeah, they're probably not their target market. I wonder how many, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I wonder how many uh, unwanted pregnancies have come about from the uh, hundreds of thousands of dick pill uh, prescriptions. <laughs> oh boy, that'd be that'd be one hell of a fucking statistic, huh? He's making noise. I'm sorry. Gee, I wonder. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I could go on and on about that all day, and I'm, I don't want to. This is an an all gripe episode, so I guess two gripes in there. One, misleading advertising, and two, uh, people who are, you know, staunchly against abortion. So two things wrapped up into one gripe. Uh, last week, my wife says to me, uh, hey, did you have any did you have any dreams last night? I'm like, yeah, not that I can remember. And she's like, well, you were talking in your sleep. I'm like, oh, really? What do they say? And she's like, well, uh, you you kind of like woke up and you, you you nudged me and you yelled, it's ready. Like, what? It's like, yep. You just said, it's ready. Let's go. And that was it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was referring to in my sleep. I apologize. The one time that I woke her up from my sleep, we're even now. Not really. Inside gripe. <clears throat> that song, however, by the Romantics is bullshit. Nothing of any sense or substance comes out of your mouth when you're talking in your sleep. And you won't hear the secrets that they keep when they're talking in their sleep. Another fault in that. It's not a faulty advertising. It's a fucking shitty 80s song that somehow was like, oh, this is really good. Oh, yeah. Talking in your sleep. Ooh, that's a good song. It's on fucking blows. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else we've got on the list here? Let's see. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, you know, with fall, uh, pumpkin, every pumpkin spice, everything I contend. And I've said this, uh, multiple times, but to me, the sure sign that summer is over and that falls upon us is that booberry Count Chocula and Frankenberry are released in stores. To me, when you see that, that's it. Wrap up your summer. Close the pool, cancel the beach trips. It's over. Booberry's on the scene. Summer is over. Uh, Steve from Blues Clues. 
That was an interesting video. Uh, Blue's Clues was after my time, so I'm not intimately familiar. But I thought it was a very touching video. It was nice. Good on you, Steve. What do you think the odds are that someone was murdered or maimed with a Transformer toy sometime in the 80s? Because those things were die-cast fucking metal. And if you threw one of those things across the room as a kid uh, and hit somebody, whoever you hit was going to be seriously injured. Now imagine you fucking throw Optimus Prime square into somebody's temple. Dead. Wouldn't shock me one bit. So I need to know how many murders were committed with (laughs) Transformers sometime in the 80s. Oh, man. I don't understand why my brain functions like this. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. So, Um, What else here? Let's see. I'm still looking for a college athlete to sponsor. God, I I would love to do that and make a mockery of the entire fucking process. There was a great story about uh, Tony Zendejas. If you like football at all and you like football in the 80s, you're familiar with Tony Zendejas and the Zendejas kicking family. There was a whole fuck of Zendeja, Zendejai. Anyways, Tony Zendejas now owns a Mexican restaurant in, of all places, San Dimas, California. I'm sure you, you, I shouldn't say you, I'm, I'm sure you may have heard of San Dimas, San Dimas High. Ted Theodore Logan, Bill S. Preston. They are the Wild Stallions. San Dimas High. San Dimas, California. San Dimas High School football rules. No? Anyways, so Tony Zendejas is now in an agreement with an entire Division Three college football team where they, you know, the, the social media sort of advertising that they do in exchange for free meals at Tony's and Dejas's Mexican restaurant in San Dimas, California. Now, I think this is a fucking terrific story. I love, I love that these like lower division players are, are getting these kinds of deals. Like Barstool did a big thing where, and I think I mentioned this when I first started talking about it, but like the Barstool athlete, they're getting like swag and, Shit, they just basically, as far as I know, they don't really do anything. Maybe there's more coming down the road, but, I mean, they're getting all kinds of fucking college kids. Wrestlers, equestrian folks, volleyball players, football players, like, you name it. You name the sport, Barstool is sponsoring uh, one of these people, one of these kids. So it's fucking fantastic. So I would love... I would love to sponsor uh, a college athlete, um, a pitifully small monthly stipend, a handful of, you know, a bag of Funyuns or two, maybe some Elio's pizza. Maybe I'll spring for a hot plate. I think I mentioned this before. I don't even know if fucking hot plates are still used in college. I have no fucking idea. But if you or someone you know is a current college athlete, let me know. 
Love it. Uh, um, I've kind of put the kibosh on the question of the week, mainly because the response I was getting was minimal. Not quite a big-ass fucking goose egg, but close. I still have a bunch of what I feel are uh, good questions. Or, yeah. So, one. Best actor or actress of the 1980s. I think that's a good one. Unpopular opinions. That one came from uh, from John the Suburban Foodsman. It's a good one, but a tough one. I've, I've talked about this before. Um, most underrated side dish. Your strangest slash best drug procurement story. And... A song that just screams the 1990s. So I have a few. I think the first one, you know, best actor or actress of the 80s, that one, that one may get some responses. The only problem with that is that's a whole fucking show. That's a whole show. I don't know. We'll see. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, Vacation Friends. No Vacation Friends. That's, it's very short. No Vacation Friends. I'm gonna, I wonder, can you hear when I'm, like, clicking shit? I bet you can. You can probably hear when I'm clicking, right? Probably. Ah, what the fuck am I talking about, right? All right, as it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. Even though this has been an entirely uh, an all-gripes episode, we still need to put the segment in here. We need to keep some continuity in these parts. And the con- part of the continuity is that every Thursday is three gripes. Even though... I only record once a week, and it's, you know. But still, that's not the point. As it is Thursday, it's time for Three Graves. So, uh, right. Gripe number one. And this is a theme that I keep coming back to. One, because I'm a giant, fat old loser. And two, because it drives me fucking crazy. Social media is fucking dumb. I put something up the other day. And uh, Donnie, who was on the show last week, um, he he sent me a message, and he's like, well, let, me, let me get the actual context. But basically, it was, you know, all these fucking accounts that are trying to follow you, like, and, and the Instagram financiers, and Donnie's point was, all these fucking accounts suck. I hate them all. But the, the worst ones are, you know, they get into your, your comments and they're like, DM for a collab or promote it on this thing. And again, it's like, who the fuck actually, who follows through on that? 
who DMs these fucking rando Instagram accounts to quote-unquote collab? It has to be enough that they keep fucking doing it. I would venture a guess that a majority of the posts that I put up on Instagram, uh, the weekly posts that I put up for the show, there's a comment in there, and it's the same comment every time, but from a different fucking person. And it's like, uh, promote on Reality Records, at Reality Records. Like every every fucking week, it's the same goddamn thing. This reality records has like, they follow something like three million different accounts. And I wonder, I wonder how many actual uh, people follow through and then pay because that's, you know, they're not going to just promote it for free. They want you to pay them to promote it or to collab. And it's like, look, fuck off, man. Stay out of my fucking comments. (laughs) Stay out of my fucking comments and stop fucking putting in fucking follow requests. You didn't make any money on crypto. You're not making any money for anybody else on crypto. You're just a fucking stupid Instagram bot. Fuck you. It made me so irrationally angry. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm just irrationally angry in general. Fuck. Ah. I am I am stressed to the fucking gills, though, right now. Just a little, as an aside, stressed to the gills. Yeah. There's a lot going on right now. I, I shouldn't even say that because it's not a lot. It's very little. That's actually going on, and that's probably why I'm so fucking stressed out. I'm gonna give myself a fucking aneurysm. <clears throat> Grape number two. This one also came from Donnie. As I sniffle. And this one was great. It's like another gripe, which relates to Wayfair, our former employer, who I am indebted to. Uh for all the wonderful people that I've that I got to meet during my time there. I loved that job. I really did. I think I've said that about a thousand times on this program. The impetus for even starting the program was because they, you know. Anyways, <clears throat> he said, uh, that crock of shit excuse they used to they used to use for not being able to work from home. Quote, we strive for a culture that promotes a collaborative environment to be more effective with an in-office presence, end quote. Get the fuck out of here with that. 1,000%, Donald. 1,000%. Like, the quote in there is such corporate gobbledygook. Because they can't come right out and say, fuck, we are in a long-term lease for a lot of fucking space here, so we need to actually use it. Because that's the truth. And it kind of goes back, it ties into the same shit that I've talked about multiple times about, like, like LinkedIn being phony. Like, you know, companies can do whatever the fuck they want, but the problem is they're never honest about it. 
I think that, you know, your work life would be 10,000 times better if your company could just fucking be honest every now and again, right? Wouldn't that be better? Seriously, wouldn't it make more sense to be honest? And in that... I would love to know how many companies post-pandemic, well, it's not really over, but in the current environment have been up front with their employees and said, guys, look, I mean, we have spent a fucking shit ton of money and we're locked into this lease. So we would love it if you guys came to the office. Because, you know, because then, not that you should feel sympathy because they've spent so much money on fucking inner city office space, but at least you'd understand, right? Am I, am I, I don't think I'm too far off. In fact, I think I'm 100% right. (laughs) Just be honest. It feels better. It is better. It's better for everyone. Honesty is the best policy. You've heard it since you were in fucking kindergarten. Yet for some reason, these corporate bozos can't... they, they, They all of a sudden forget the teachings that they had when they were five or six years old. During the formative formative years of their life. And instead, they just lie straight to your face. Frustrating. Being, you know, lied and bullshitted to by your employer. It's time we moved on from that, right? Yes. Great number three. This one came from my friend Shannon, which is... A thousand percent accurate. Joint Facebook pages. As I've said on 90 previous occasions, fuck Facebook. I would say in the last four to five years, Facebook has caused far more problems uh, than it's worth. And I have limited my... Facebook used to basically uh, buying and selling shit on the mic on the uh, marketplace and uh, promoting the show via a third party app. So when you know of people that have a joint Facebook page, first and foremost, there's trust issues there. Okay, so one side of the relationship cannot be trusted to have their own Facebook page. And you know that I, I like, I wonder what the impetus was to create the page, right? Did they sit down one day and say, well, honey, uh, I can't trust you because you'll be sliding into DMS all over the place. So we're going to have one Facebook page and it's going to say, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-fuck. It's like, all right. But then you look ridiculous because everybody knows there's obviously an issue. Like, you don't love each other that much that you're going to share a Facebook page. It's just not, it's not real. The problem is on one side. Like, that's, that's literally the only reason to have a joint Facebook page. And quite frankly, I'm sure there's way more to it than that, but I can't really think of any other. Like, what what would be the what what would be any other reason to do that? Right? I don't understand. 
Huh. Like I was all fired up. Like, all right, that's a great one. And now I'm done. Because I can't think of any other fucking reason why you would have it. Hmm. Any, I, there was a reason that Shannon brought it up. It was basically, you know, some townie around here that has a joint Facebook page. It's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, I don't like them. Not a fan. What a fucking weak way to end the show. Well, yeah, I fucking don't like them. Yeah, short shift today, folks, okay? No one's going to listen to it anyway, so what the fuck does it matter? This was episode 91. We're on the road to 100. What happens after that? Who the fuck knows? I've said a thousand times that I need to fucking shift gears and focus on something, and I, I may. I may continue this. But I might add a second. But nah, do I look? Do I have the fucking time for that? I mean, probably. Realistically, like, yeah, I've got tons of fucking time. But I don't know. We'll see. The road to a the road to one hundred. Hashtag road to one hundred. <laughs> Uh, I would like to do something for the 100th episode. I just don't know what the fuck to do. I mean, you can't... What can you do, right? I don't know. I'll go fucking rent a, a vet's club somewhere and have a live show where my two listeners will come in and listen to the show while I perform live. That sounds fucking awful. Why would I, why would I subject people to that? Ugh. Gross. Anyways. Um... I have a Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. You should check it out. The Twitter page has been pretty good lately. No joke. I'm tooting my own horn here. But I put something up on... I commented on, on, on something the other day, and it blew up. I got about 600 likes. It's like, whoa, holy fuck. I thought it was good. Apparently, a lot of other people did, too. But Twitter page... Banging, on point, not bad, at ComplaintsPod, check it out. The Instagram page of the same name, at ComplaintsPod, uh, less good than the Twitter page. But, yeah, not bad. Uh, as I mentioned, I do have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't use, and I should. I also have a voicemail line that I would, oh Jesus, that I would love if people actually used. Think of it as, think of it as a confessional. This came up the other day. 617-657-4736. 617-657-4736. The whole point of this is that you put it in your phone, and when something happens, you call. Leave a voicemail and say, oh, fuck. My fucking kids just did this. My, this fucking guy just cut me off. Oh, my fucking boss is a douche. Shit like that. You know, and I can make it, uh, you don't have to say your name, where you're from, etc. Could be a fucking mystery. The whole point is that everyone complains about shit 
all the time. And look, this is not serious. I'm not like fucking seriously complaining about anything. I shouldn't say that. There's a handful of serious complaints, but nothing, nothing super serious. It's fucking fluff. It's nothing. So call it in, 617-657-4736. Call it in. Come on into the confessional. And I'll tell you that you need to say uh, 12 Hail Marys to atone for your complaint. If you can remember how the Hail Mary goes. I don't. (laughs) Not that I care, but still. Um, that's it for the program. Listen, thank you. If you stuck around for the entirety of the program, it is so very much appreciated. Uh, it, I, I rambled like hell today. It wasn't, it was completely incoherent. It was all whiny bullshit. And I hope you liked it. And if you did, please tell your friends, tell your moms, be a friend, etc so on and so forth. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.